Hi, my name is Deborah Ogden and I would like to welcome you to On Brand With. Through this podcast, I want to bring you into my world of personal brand and impact and hopefully bring it to life through the experiences of me and my guests. Over the coming episodes, I will talk to a range of people I know and admire and ask them about the different ways they use their personal brand, the positive benefits it can bring and what best practice looks like in the real world. Well, I'm here today talking with my good friend, Wendy Ramshaw. Wendy and I have known each other a few years now, and we always have some great conversations when we're sat having a coffee about personal brand and impact. And Wendy is the Inclusion and Diversity Manager for global law firm Squire Pattern Boggs. And we've worked together on a client basis, but we share a love, I think you will agree, Wendy, we share a love of people really reaching their potential. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And this new role of yours, tell me all about it, because is it four months now you've been in the new role of inclusion and diversity manager? Yeah, it's um, it's a real challenge, but a very exciting challenge. So yeah, so four months in, uh, and it's been an absolute roller coaster. I feel like I've been stretched, challenged um, to a whole new level, which has been fantastic, exactly what I needed. But it is a global role, um, trying to tackle some of the obvious diversity issues that the legal profession has. I think it's very very widely known um, that it's not a particularly diverse uh, profession that needs quite a, quite a strong approach really to make change happen. Uh, and I'm delighted to be in a position where I can actually influence change. I think that's very important to me and I really want to make sure that whatever I do has an impact and actually helps to, to change not only my own organisation but the profession. Uh, and if I can, then hopefully try and impact you know my local community and, and society as a, as a whole would be fantastic not that I'm setting the bar too high <laughs> <laughs> but you've done this even before you had this role haven't you this has yeah. always been something we've talked about and I know it's something and we can talk about ascension um, in a couple of minutes but through different areas of your work but just by the way you go about your work and the things that you do I think this is something that you've you've covered many, many times before you had the official title, if you like. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think for me, it's always just been part of who I am. I think I've always wanted to enable and empower people to be at their best, regardless of their background or who they are, what they look like. And I think this role was such a natural fit for me to be able to do that as my job. Um, so, you know, who doesn't want to do what they love in their employment as well so it's been a fantastic opportunity um but yeah i think outside of work you've mentioned ascension i think through through um through that i'm really trying to empower women uh to really kind of take hold of those opportunities to really seek out um their potential really and to find their way to career fulfillment is what i'm really hoping that people can do and i think as a result of that and through my job i've sort of realized that it's not just about gender you know it is about ethnicity it's about social mobility yeah. uh, and we are a very class-based society and we can't get away from that so it's really about how can i extend now what i'm doing for my sort of young professionals and thinking about the next generation of girls that are coming through and i think leeds is a, is a fantastic opportunity 
to help um, with that. So, you know, really working with local schools as well. I've got a group of girls um, coming in here soon, actually, who are aged between 15 and 19, you know, really trying to inspire and, and really help to network those girls with business leaders that can help them to, to sort of raise their own aspirations about their future. And it's opening opportunities up for them as well, isn't mm. it? Because I know we, we've talked before from a personal branding point of view, and I always talk about that clarity of what do I want? And if you're inspired at 15 to have that clarity of this is where I want to be. Yeah. And I've said to you before, one of the, um, I had a client who once said to me, my biggest fear, Deborah, is that I've got the ladder up against the wrong wall. Mm. And for me, that's absolutely heartbreaking. So if you have that clarity early on, and that, that's something I'd like to pick up on with you because I know you've told me before, and I share this quite a lot actually when I'm speaking, that you said when this opportunity came up, it wasn't something that you applied for as such. It was because you've always had that clarity and you've communicated that in the way that you go about your work, but also the events the um, issues that you've aligned yourself with that it was a natural fit as and when it came up yeah definitely I think I was very lucky in that regard Um, some people would say I I wear my heart on my sleeve but I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think I've always been very authentic in who I am and how I go about things and hopefully people uh, have picked up on that and actually in this situation when the job uh, came up it was a it was the absolute right thing to do for someone to say would you be interested in doing this role and absolutely it was it was it's my dream job really so I've been very lucky throughout my career but it's interesting what you say about you know sort of 15 year olds and having that clarity I think it's very hard I think we we put a lot of pressure on young people to to know what they want from their future Mm. and I think what's important is to recognize that things evolve I think it's important to show people um, what the future could look like to help their aspirations and and also to break down barriers I you know I think coming into an environment like this very corporate you know big shiny offices can be quite intimidating to some people so really opening up their eyes to being an environment like this I think is really important and then they can start to have positive role models they can start to look around them and think yes I'd really like that for myself and then that starts to shape what's important to them or they might look at it and go no thanks that's totally not for me I don't want to I don't ever see myself in a place like that but I think when I look back um over my career and how that sort of clarity of of my brand has come about it has changed quite dramatically I think and I was trying to pinpoint where it might have changed and I think it's feedback has probably really helped me I think when I first yeah yeah, when I first came into work I think I thought I knew it all yeah Mm. as you as you probably do and then gradually over the years, I've, I've sort of really sought out that feedback from people to get a bit of clarity in terms of, well, how is it that I'm coming across to people? And um, that feedback has stood me in excellent stead. I also remember some brilliant feedback I had about my timekeeping. And I was horrified to learn that a lot of my friends always used to give me, um, you know, meeting times, 20, 30 minutes ahead of actually everybody else. <laughs> and it was only when they told me why they did that. And they said, well, you're always late. Right. And I thought gosh, what, you know, what a terrible brand to have to be always known as the person that's late to such an extent that you have to be given an earlier time. Um, so I thought, right, I need to do something about that. And so punctuality became a new thing for me. I had to work really hard at that. And I think now I would never say I'm probably particularly early for things, but I'm always on time and I always think about, well, what is it that's stopping me from, from arriving on time? I also got some great feedback once that said, um, you know, my enthusiasm, which I know is one of my strengths, 
can also be a risk for me as well because I tend to say yes to everything which can often impact on my delivery you know my ability to execute things to, to a high standard so again I think I took that piece of feedback and thought that's excellent because I can do something with that I can really mold that and make sure that I'm very conscious of the things I'm saying yes to that it doesn't jeopardize my performance and the quality I guess of the work that I want to be known for so that's been really helpful. Well, there's, there's two things I'd love to pick up on there, though, because I know you've done some work around strengths and your strengths scope. So we'll come back to that. But the feedback piece is something I talk about with clients a lot because I always say personal branding is simple, it's not easy. But the most challenging part is that self-awareness mm. piece and getting that feedback. And if I'm working coaching somebody and we do actual formal feedback and 95% of it is fabulous and that's the stuff they want to hear all mm. the, the praise and how good they are but for me the real gold dust is in that 2-3% of could do better yes. and, and really unpicking that because that's when people start to grow into their potential isn't it yeah. when they have that awareness and then they can do something about it Yeah. but, but going back to your, the strengths thing as well you know strengths it's it's a balance and if you have too much of something so so just share a little bit about the strength scope because I think this is a a really great take on strengths and a great way of looking at um how people perform in business especially from a coaching point of view yeah I'm a massive fan of of strengths uh now I became accredited in strength scope which is one of the available Mm. um sort of tools that you can use But I think fundamentally it's about identifying the things that you love doing. Uh, I read uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People a few years ago. And I wouldn't say that it, you know, changed my life. I wouldn't be Mm. that dramatic. But there was one thing in that that said, you know, you can't... um, you can't find success until you find the thing that you're really good at and and, and are able to kind of keep doing the things that you're really good at. And I think strength plays into that really nicely because... It's hard being at work, you know, however many hours of a day we are, you know. It, we're here a long time, exactly. aren't we? Exactly. We are in work and at work from, for a lot of our life. And I think, why keep doing the things that just feel like you're constantly hitting your head against a brick wall? We can't all be good at everything. So strengths for me is a great way to have a conversation with someone about, well, what is it that you love doing and how can we find ways to do more of that thing? And that doesn't mean to say that you're not spending time on the things that have to be done, that aren't necessarily your strengths but it's a balance it means that you know from a well-being perspective you're spending hopefully most of your day doing the stuff that genuinely you find um is tapping into a strength and therefore you have the energy to do and to do it well um so strength scope is a way of identifying what your kind of key seven strengths are and then from that you can look at well which of those strengths are uh, really helping me towards a particular goal uh which strengths might i need to rein in on occasion such (laughs) as my enthusiasm um but then it also looks at kind of what other strengths might be in the kit bag that perhaps are not there as much as you need them to be. Okay. But you can then use, it's, it's kind of a, a strange logic, but you can use those strengths to help build on one that isn't quite as strong. So, so are you saying there that strengths that you're not using as yeah. much as you could do? Yes. Yeah. So you've got two things there, really. You may not, so for example, leadership could mm-hmm. be one of your strengths, but you're not necessarily given that many opportunities as a junior person to lead on things. Okay. So therefore, it's not going to be a strength that probably is going to be that well honed. 
But it's about finding opportunities where you could tap into that leadership strength. So, you know, finding opportunities to take on a project, however small it might be, or to do something outside of work. Um, So for me, I think one of my other strengths is strategic mindedness. So Mm -hmm. I guess it's, I need to balance my enthusiasm and keep coming back to what's the purpose? You know, is this thing going to move us forward? great one will it make the boat go faster I think you and I have talked about that before so is this thing that I'm hugely enthusiastic about does it fit with the longer longer term goal or purpose if it doesn't then I know now that I need to probably just put it back in the box again and sometimes those are the hard decisions aren't they you know you see something shiny over there and we can go chasing it and think oh this is you know it it's you're enthusiastic you're passionate about Mm. it but actually it's just taking you off yes track and that's why I think aligning your strengths with the goals of the organization that you're in is so important as well because then going back to you know that clarity of brand Mm. you become known to be someone that's channeling their strengths in the right way to help the business move forward then I think that stands you in really good stead as well so we're trying to help people here you know to really get closer to what that looks like for them and what's very interesting is I sometimes do it at a team level mm-hmm. and you'll you'll notice that sort of strengths are obviously grouped in terms of whether you are good at execution whether you're a thinker um, whether you're emotional or whether you're relational and what we find is we have a lot of thinkers in law which doesn't surprise, no surprise me there, yeah it doesn't it? surprise yeah, me absolutely. but it is always quite entertaining when I get them to put a coloured spot into the you know the box that they're all falling into and they suddenly realise that as a team they've got a gap uh, and that's mm. about how you then help them to expand strength in other areas that can help fill that gap better and it's getting that balance then mm. isn't it and talking of balance there because you've talked about the business brand the, the company brand and then you've got people within that with their own individual personal brands. And I would say, you know, your culture, your business is only as good as the people in it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's recognising those those strengths, but also meeting those values as well, which I know we've, we've talked about a lot, those values over the years. So it's knowing exactly where you want to be in the, the long term, where you want your ladder, if you like. Yeah. So having that virtually a, a strategic look at your own plan. And I think... I just wonder how you've seen things change because I know I've done work with you with your trainees before Mm. but how you know we hear labels of millennials and I know you've been to various um, events around generation x y snowflake generation all these labels are to put put on there but actually we've got very different people coming through with very different aspirations Mm. i i struggle with labels Mm. i think labels we need to be very careful about um i'm a big fan of the multi-general generational workforce and a lot of the research that's gone on there and i think there's two schools of thought i think it's in some ways it's useful to have a lens to understand the generations that you're working with because they will have different needs and agendas uh, if you look across the whole employee life cycle you know it's very natural to assume that someone who's in their 20s is going to have a different need and agenda and yeah. um, benefit package for example from their employer than someone in their 50s but I think what we mustn't get away from is the individual in mm-hmm. all of this and I think that's something that having a generational lens takes you so far but we are still made up of individuals with different personalities um, different socio-economic backgrounds different histories different journeys and I think that's where my sort of diversity and inclusion role comes in it's for me that's about the inclusion piece is is yeah is looking at the individual um, and sort of trying to deliver what what they need within the parameters of the organization 
Um, yeah, we're human beings, aren't we? Absolutely. We're all human beings at, at the end of the day. I was listening to Mary Portis's um, podcast this morning and she was saying it's called work like a woman but actually she considered calling it work like a human because mm-hmm. it's about bringing that personality to work and some of my experience of working with clients certainly within the professions is that there is still this expectation sometimes to leave your personality at the door and that authenticity piece is only something that's been introduced over the last few years and when you talk about people, I know we, we're both fans of Brené Brown and mm. her piece around vulnerability and um, that authentic side and bringing those values to your everyday work is, is a part of that personal brand, but sometimes it's a, a brave decision to do that. Yes, it is. And I think sort of going back to the generational piece, I think that um, younger generations, without labelling them, <laughs> have an expectation of authenticity now because yeah. you know we can't we can't move away from the fact that social media has given us a window hasn't it to to everything that goes on in the world and we, more <laughs> exactly yeah some things we don't want to have a window into but we get it um, and i think that you know people coming into organizations now at a younger age have a higher expectation of, of, of access to leadership, of knowing what the values are of, of the organization they're going into. And I think they want to come to work and be themselves, whatever that is, without yeah. any fear of judgment or stigma or anything. And I think that's a genuine challenge that we're facing now is, is how do we recognize that and support and nurture talent through that whilst also keeping that individual in its own sort of wrapper really uh, and I think that that's what's causing a lot of anxiety mental health in the workplace as well because there is a rub you know there's a disconnect where people want to come in to be themselves but they haven't we haven't quite got the infrastructure and the framework and the internal culture to always recognize that and support it in the right way so it, it's challenging it's interesting times and I think coming back to then the whole clarity of brand piece mm. This is what I find that the biggest challenge of all is, is how does someone come into the workplace being themselves, representing a brand that they want to have, but that brand may not be actually sort of welcomed or recognized or acknowledged in the environment that they're in. So then you're back to this whole conundrum of finding the right place for you. Yeah. And ultimately, I guess in your career, in those early years of your career, it's going to take a few wrong turns before you find that happy place that actually is where you see your best fit so I yeah it's difficult absolutely I mean look at both of us I mean I I started off in law and yes yes it is still part of what I do and 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 people will say gosh do you ever wish you'd not well absolutely it it is of such benefit to Mm. me in that I have an understanding of the profession but what I learned as as a skill set as being a lawyer but yourself in banking and in in the training side of your role but it's about recognizing because we change we, we change as people uh, we, we grow in our strengths we grow through our experiences and again it's that brave decision of actually I'm not sure this is the the direction that I want to pursue yeah. and it's it's at what point do you stop and say hmm I'm going to go in the other direction you come to those crossroads you naturally do. sometimes but not always and sometimes you have to make that decision yourself yeah I think courage is a very important word there. I mean so going back a few years before I got into law as you mentioned I was in banking and you know I got faced with a very difficult decision so I had the opportunity to take voluntary redundancy after 15 years of in, in sort of uh, corporate banking and that was the best decision I ever made 
to take that leap of faith to leave what I knew to be a very comfortable environment and I could have gone back to doing jobs that I'd done before you know there were plenty of opportunities but it wasn't what I wanted and I'd already Mm. sort of fallen into the people development space nurturing people really supporting them and helping them to achieve their potential was something I'd started on I couldn't let go and I knew that that's what I wanted to keep going with so I thought that's your clarity though again isn't it was it? my clarity yeah but and it, knowing it, your strengths yeah but it's interesting that I didn't get there myself okay so I got into that because someone again spotted it in me so again mm. I, I think I must sort of just put out into the universe <laughs> there's some kind of you know that I love um sort of helping people to get to their to their um personal fulfillment because again I got the tap on the shoulder for that job as well someone Mm. recognized in me that I had this ability to develop and nurture talent and it seems to sort of work for me which is fantastic and so um so I sort of got into that space purely by chance loved it and then as I say this opportunity to kind of take redundancy because the role was being discontinued I thought yeah I need to take that and try Mm. something new and and really kind of evolve this new thing that I'm living in a different environment but I knew that it had to be corporate I knew that I wanted to stay in professional services because that was the environment that I knew I would I would uh, thrive in Uh, and so luckily the stars aligned and I found myself here at Squire Patton Boggs but and I haven't looked back it was the best move I ever made Um, but where next for me you know, I, I, I still know at my core what I love doing, but I don't know, you know, which wall the ladder is going to be up against next. But I'm hoping that if I keep talking to the right people, keep networking and keep putting it out there that this is the stuff that I love doing, then who knows, you know, where that leads to in the future. So so that that's a perfect lead on to, I, I talk about clarity, as you know, I talk about communicating that on a day-to-day basis. But the third area for me is about capitalizing on mm. that and actually taking action. And one of the things that I really admire about you and what you've done is that you've gone out there and done something about it. So let's talk about Ascension because yes. this really uh, brings together everything that you've talked about, looking at people's strengths, but that coaching, that supportive side, seeing people's potential, helping people reach their potential. So I know I've been involved as a speaker for you for Ascension, but let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so Ascension um, is a network for I would say sort of young aspiring females. We seem to have landed in the sort of professional services space, but it really came about because um, myself and a couple of friends had identified a gap in the market for an opportunity to meet like-minded women, um, but also to learn skills as well, because we all recognized what the career obstacles were going to be. We were all kind of um, looking at our 30s and 40s and thinking, well, how do we navigate some of the pressures and challenges mm-hmm. that, that getting into leadership are going to present? And um, so I sort of looked around Leeds and realized there wasn't anything that perhaps kind of fitted the bill. And after a lot of umming and erring, we decided to take the plunge and, and kind of go for it. And we set up Ascension um, with the kind of real purpose of trying to bring together women in Leeds that really wanted to progress their careers, but felt they lacked something. Yeah. So we looked at, well, what are the things that, that are a challenge for women? And it's your obvious things like um, your confidence, assertiveness, presentation, having impact, gravitas, imposter syndrome, all these sorts of things. Uh, and it's kind of really evolved from there. So we we sort of started out with this concept around drive, which was a, a useful mm-hmm. acronym yeah. to kind of hook things around. So we were looking at dress, so how to dress with impact, and we can talk about how that's evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, resilience was a big one as well, I think, for women. You know, here 
hearing no or perhaps not always um, getting the job that you've gone for and, and how you deal with that. Um, I was very much about sort of move between uh, impact, innovation, um, things like that really in terms of how do you... Well, I, that drew my own experience really when you are at career crossroads not being afraid yes. to take a leap and That's also keeping yourself yeah, yeah keeping yourself agile so you can take advantage of opportunities when they present themselves um v was all about visibility uh, and e was edge for yes. me. yeah and i love the word you know edge for me is is just that little bit extra what is that little bit else you bring to a situation it just nudges things across the line So yeah, so Ascension's been going for um, three years now, and we're just coming up to our final event in November, which actually is all about the edge. So we've got um, the Yorkshire Rose coming to speak to us about their courageous journey wow, rowing across the Atlantic. Oh, it's everything. everything. It's, basically, it's everything that Ascension is wrapped into one story. So I'm so excited about that. So that's on the 14th of November, and Squire Pattern Box are very kindly sponsoring that event for us. That's so it'll super. be in our offices here. So, um, yeah, delighted to have that, really ending the year on, on an absolute high. You haven't mentioned, though, your short listing for... Uh, I know. See, again, yeah, I'm not very good at shouting about the accolades. <laughs> this is the capitalised bit. Yes, capitalised yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, really lucky um, to have been nominated for a Northern Power Women Award uh, so this was last year's awards because they're in the cycle again this year um, for the uh, small organisation category and we got through it to be a finalist so that was great to go to the awards uh, in February this year and kind of sat there hoping that our name was going to be called out and it didn't but I think that gave us an excellent opportunity to look at you know what we still needed to do I'm very humble with these sorts of things I think you know as I said before feedback is always a brilliant part of growth um, so I think you know when I looked at who won that it was about measuring impact and I think what we do is uh, is hopefully really helping people and, and we know anecdotally that that women have gone on to seek out promotions or changed careers or changed organizations because something we've said has resonated with them but we can't measure that. You know, I'm not in a space where I can say, oh, yes, I've helped X number of, of people go out and get promotions. And measurement, I'm not interested in that. I think at the end of the day, if I know that I've helped someone to have a different conversation or to go into a boardroom and really have some level of presence that they didn't have yesterday or to um, to make a you know a courageous decision about their career, I think that's fantastic. And hopefully that will show itself in, in other ways throughout throughout Leeds. I think that's a really lovely place to finish the conversation. And I've written down here, uh, one of the things you talk about is thrive and achieve their aspirations. That's what you love to help people mm. do. And I think through your role here within Square Pattern Boggs, but also your role in Ascension, you've done exactly that. I think you're very humble because you talk about it in a way, but actually when it look, when I'm, the whole point behind this podcast was very much about personal brand and best practice and I think what you've done maybe not consciously but with your strategic mind maybe there has been some consciousness <laughs> Somewhere along, the, way, along yes. the line but you've had that clarity you communicate it and the opportunities have come along but you've also capitalized so mm. the things that you have done you've got out there you fly the squires flag but also the Wendy flag of, you know, I'm here to make that difference and help people reach their potential. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I think that's, it's, I think the unconscious piece is exactly what you're saying. I think, you know, there are lots of things that I want to be better at and want to do more of, but hopefully, you know, with a bit of um, push and support from others, you get there. And I, I think I'm a big fan of pulling people up with you as you go. 
So that's what I'm all about. Thank you, Wendy. I've really enjoyed it as always, but it's lovely to be able to capture it and share some of the thoughts and maybe some of the things that have come out of today, some of the things we talk about around drive and ascension. And I'll look forward to the 14th of November for the next ascension event. Fantastic. Thank you. Coming next time on On Brand With. It, like we're on the train, we got the train to Brentford and. Um, and we were on the train back after we'd won and I was just sat minding my own business. We were doing some work actually because we got the thing and some random town fan just said, we haven't lost since you joint board day but I'd never met the fellow before in my life and that were a moment where you think, how the hell does he know who I am? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, yeah, it's not normal that, you know, just get people, it's that bit that's a little, it's lovely, people have been really nice but it's just a bit surreal. I hope you've enjoyed today's conversation. I'd love you to join in the conversation as well. And the best way to do that is through social media. I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at DO underscore impact. And if you'd like to sign up to my newsletter or know more about my work, please go to my website at deborahogden.com. Tune in for further episodes and please subscribe and share with your colleagues and friends if you've enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening to On Brand With. It was hosted by Deborah Ogden and produced by me, Anthony Short. This has been an A Short Stories production. Mm-hmm.